I, I don't think we have a, I don't think we have a cold open. Anyone got ideas for a cold open? I think this is it. The no, chewing and this, the no. Yeah, what we're doing right now. No. Mm-hmm. This could be it. No. Whoa. Hey, unless one of us learns to edit these things, I think we're stuck with it. Johannes, you ever gonna figure out a theme song for us? I what, what I will say is that um, the Senate doesn't start with a cold open. So why that's true. We... They read the minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. they also Old start busy. with a they start with a prayer. I think the Senate prayeritarian. That the prayeritarian would be a good move. Honestly, yeah. Senate would you lead us in a prayer? I can lead us in a prayer. Are you ready? I'm ready. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Biden's America. Oh, yes, I get it. That's true. Uh, Amen. Amen. And with that, we begin. Not just Biden's America, you know, like six and nine of the Supreme Court justices are Catholic. Well, we're not going to stop yet until we get all nine. Not until that's exactly what Ruth Bader Ginsburg said. <laughs> there have been <laughs> nine non-Catholics. <laughs> oh, what a great start! Welcome to the Beltway, boys. I'm your host, Will. I'm your host, Johannes. And joining us again, uh, back for sit number six, I think. Uh, we've got mm-hmm. John Mello as a guest. John, how you Has doing? Has to be a record as a guest. Well, thank you guys for it having is. me back. And you it's guys close are... to it, yeah. Close to being yeah. a record. You guys are getting better at the introductions. Well, I, I say you guys, but I mean Will, obviously. Will's been getting better at the introductions. Didn't he, I didn't even need to prompt you this time. Well, thank you. Well, the prayer helped. Prayer definitely helped. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I did lead. Uh, yeah, I hope we're all feeling a little blessed today. I think I am. I'm sort of caught in a spell of wonder. What? Caught prayer. Great. That sounds unambiguously good. Really wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yes. Tricked by a spell by a witch in a good way. Witches, John. Well, they they did. Um, Happy top of the show to you. We've passed... uh, St. Patrick's Day. Um, oh, yeah. What, what else has happened this week? Oh, yeah. Speaking of Biden's America. <laughs> okay, I, I have to say, I actually am very much into the, um, like, fistful of clovers that he keeps in his, that he grows in his pocket for St. Valentine, I mean, for St. Patrick's Day. Wow, I didn't know about that, but that's you guys very... You know what I'm talking about? No. You guys didn't see pictures? You very didn't see spiritual of him from this St. Patrick's Day. Literally, just like it's just like teeming with with clovers. It's like the um, spaghetti falling out of your pockets, man. Wow, clovers. Well, I didn't pockets know he observed. Of, pockets kind of feature big in his life. He also another pocket has that list of all everybody who's died of COVID in it. I, mean, <laughs> I, I wonder what else about that pocket. I wonder what else other pockets he has. Well, half of, half of everyone, Kamala has so the other say, half in her pocket. Oh, when yeah. they put it together, it creates a... Yeah, that's when they then they stand in the remembrance. Is it that he has all the first names and she has all the last names? <laughs> yeah, and they're in the wrong order, unfortunately. So <laughs> Off by like two. Yeah, so it's really <laughs> hard to tell. And it starts halfway the down the list. So it's really hard to tell where the... Where the error is. 
So are they obligated? <laughs> so are they obligated to keep this for the rest of their presidency, or is there a point where you just discreetly stop carrying around the name of COVID victims? Well, I think, I think they... that's that's politics. Honestly, is making that call. That's the kind of that's what you hire like image consultants for, um, and that's why that's, that's why they why hire a steady hand on right. the wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll consider this a test. Uh, when would you guys consider it's acceptable to stop carrying around the list of COVID victims? <laughs> I would say when no one in America has COVID anymore or mm. if the list hits a million, that would just be too big. And I, <laughs> I don't think anyone would blame them for just chucking it then. Um, one of those I'm going to say, I'm going to say never. Mm, that's also interesting. Cause I, I keep a lot of receipts in my pockets already. So it wouldn't be that hard to add it. Your pockets are just spilling with spaghetti receipts. <laughs> Clovers. Hamburgers. And... Yeah, his pockets are just... Yeah, you can follow a trail as he walks every day from um, 1600 Penn Avenue to the Capitol, back and forth, um, across up and the... Down first, up and down First Avenue. Yep, uh, passing by where the museum should be. Um, just, just clovers and receipts spilling out. Actually... Fun fact, guys, I'm looking for a new apartment, and it turns out you can live in the museum. So I'm thinking about moving into the museum. That's wow. Right. I, that, yeah, that cannot be true. Or are they, con- are they actually converting it to apartments? No, no. There's always been this apartment building in the back called the Residences at the Museum. And <laughs> what? Yeah. What? <laughs> you have to, you need to get that apartment. Oh, my God. I, I know, I just wish it's in a terrible location, but otherwise, yeah. I would, what do you I mean? Would... It's like right next door it's to the Capitol the building. Best I know, but location. there's nothing there. News! There's a capital there, the capital oh. of the United States of America. This is why I gotta talk to my boys about making big decisions. <laughs> oh, I was focused God. on grocery stores and being uh, by a park you and not thinking your, about... You want to feed your little belly? Or you feed Sorry, your mind? I... That's also, right. You're looking for green space, the most famous the green mall. space in America. Well, it was ruined. And now you can't even go on there. That's not true. Have they shut off the mall for COVID? And because of the spitting, of, because of the guys, those bad guys. Um, the spitting. Wow. The, I, the guys me. who spit on the flag. The spitting image of uh, anti-Americans. <laughs> Yo, yeah. honest, you're pretty much obligated to live in the residences at the museum you could in your apartment window put up the first amendment then oh my god oh, actually justice. you could fix all you could restore I'll, it. yeah i'll ask to keep one of those slabs and put it in my living mm-hmm. room that's such mm-hmm. a good idea uh-huh. wow this is yeah, the top okay. of the show too yeah. we might have followed we might have we might have fixed america's first amendment crisis Johannes, it all falls to you God. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Writing I had a down. feeling it would happen this way. I just, I had a feeling about that. <laughs> really? Yeah, look at this. Two months free on a one bedroom. Wait, Excellent. what? Two months free? Oh, that's the current deal because no one's moving oh, anywhere. You probably get your first and your last month comped. Yeah, so you, and you can prorate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Huh. So, okay, well, we'll look into that as a show. We're going to continue looking months? in on this. I think they'll probably have a minimum. Oh, damn! Amount of time you can leave. Well, that was my yeah. idea. Let's let's keep going. What else has happened this week? 
Well, um, no, there's been uh, well, spring has sprung mm. in the District of Columbia. Mm. As you guys know, the district has some of the most famous cherry blossoms in the world, and um, because of the, the the temperature, they're open. Wow, cherry well, blossoms! The flowers, the flowers themselves are open. The apparently the park is not necess- not necessarily open. <laughs> Johannes, had, had, have you caught any glimpses of the... I mean, I'm normally in D.C., but on the road at the moment. But have you caught any glimpses? I've been too busy, honestly, mm. paying attention to the news and working. That's um, true. The news this week. Yeah, this the is news, man. Phil. Something... I've been really Phil's. worried about Phil Buster. But uh-huh. otherwise, I think about the Cherry Blossoms a lot. I'm really excited, actually, for the COVID-friendly program they're doing, sponsored by Amazon this year, where... Um, you get to drive through the city, and people de- decorate their porches for the for the cherry blossoms. So they put pink paper on their porch, and you can drive by and look at it. Wow, like, that is so nice! Like nature it. intended. Yeah, everything's looking up Amazon. That's right, and by extension, the American people. That's so do you guys right? Do you guys like the cherry blossoms? Because aesthetically, obviously, I think they're pretty pleasing, but they also come with a lot of pollen, and sometimes that bothers people. I'm not allergic to um, oriental cultures, so no. A lot of people have said that uh, there's more pollen errors lately than there used to be, but I actually still think that pollen's really important for understanding the American people. What do you think uh, is the pollen metaphor? Hmm? What? How is it important to understanding the American people? Like pollen, poll, like taking <laughs> polls. Oh, right. The art of pollen. Wow. Pollen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, yeah, I think that brings us to an easy, easy end for another segment this week. Um, let's talk about winners and losers. One of our biggest tasks is identifying who, uh, who came out of a certain week looking clean and shiny and who came out a little worse for the wear. So that's, pol- that's politics. That, a little Paul, a little pollen covered. We'll say exactly. Um, so I think we all know uh, who the winner of this week is. Um, who do you think won? Who do you think won the week? Well, Johannes, you know it. I mean, it's the American people. It's, of course, it's the American people for, Amazon and Cherry Blossom. Um, and winning a $100 trillion plan for infrastructure and stuff. You think that Joe Biden talking about an infrastructure plan means the American people are the political winners? When it gets, it's going to fall. It's the president. You don't talk about something like that without knowing it's a lock, I would say. Also, I absolutely. No. What is that? We we live in the age of hope now. We used to live in the age of nope, nope, <laughs> and now we live in the age of hope. And this is what the American people win with every month and every week is the so just like hypoth- hypothetically, if the president came out and gay or one of his aides um, or his press secretary came out and at the top of every press conference talked about a potential bill they want to pass. The American people would have won that week. Yeah, but if it's a good bill, yeah. as long as it's a hope bill, well, if it's this, a no nope bill, it, let me put it like this: maybe is there any? Do you? 
how do you is there a week that you could conceive of where the American people would be losers? Um, a certain week yes. in December in 1941, I think. <laughs> but even then, you to, honestly, you don't get to pick. <laughs> it it was still a, yeah. Oh no, complete finish that thought. Yeah, yeah. Even then, I mean, it was really. I assume I can only assume a real rally around the flag moment. So. Um, Who would you say were the winners and losers of 9-11? Oh, um, first responders, both. <laughs> For sure. I mean... Okay. Johannes, what would you say? Um, I would say... <laughs> you have to be very careful. <laughs> the news... Yeah, I would say it's a complicated topic. (laughs) I agree, for sure. Um, Depending on... Well... Yeah. Well, I have a winner of the week. Oh, please. No, it's different than the American people, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a bit of a cop-out. Well, Um, let's hear yours, smart guy. Speaking of, those are also winners. Cops this week. Um, big winners. Wow. Mm-hmm. Glad you're not I worried about uh, saying anything bad anymore, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, referencing specifically <laughs> an officer who, who drove. Uh, we, my uh, a friend and I were in the car. We were being tailed by someone who um, honked at me really aggressively in an intersection, and we were being followed for probably five <laughs> or ten minutes. And uh, a very nice police officer followed us so I could uh, drop her off at her home. Wow. And, feel, and she would feel safe. So this is why. Winner of the week. Can't argue that. that well, yeah, cops, good. Um, my winner of the week was David Turk, mm. who got confirmed by the mm. Senate as our Deputy Energy Secretary by an overwhelming 98 to 2. Wow. Vote. Let's hear it for David Turk. David Turk. My John's uh, bona fide uh, winner of the week. Wow. Who would vote against such a I will... Well, yeah, who are they, actually? Mm-hmm. You want to you wanna know? Senator Rand Paul, who I think we all agree is a little bit of a, 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 a downer. Hmm. Always. He's hmm. always like, I wouldn't whenever say you that. See it, whenever, you say a, whenever you see a 98, 99 to one vote, it's, all, it's always that, that little dude. Um, which I think says something about how much he values bipartisanship. Mm-hmm. Big exactly. Zero. Well, what? On the partisanship. Big no, zero if it's a hundred score. Look, you hear a vote from a country. If it's a hundred to zero, do you really think, oh, that country has a thriving two-party system? No. Yeah. You think, oh, that's. If you see a candidate won with ninety-nine yeah. percent of the vote, you think that was a safe election. No. You, you know, and um, Rand knows. You gotta keep up appearances of democracy, or else democracy will fall. Mm-hmm. But isn't a one hundred to zero vote? Couldn't that alternatively mean that your system works perfectly? Um, hmm, depends on. Uh, I think we can all agree queen. David Turk is perfect. So I'll give you that one. Well, I yeah. Uh... You got me there. David Turk, uh, despite only getting confirmed 98 to 2, is... Wait, who was the other one? Oh, the other one. I was going to say, one of our top 10 senators from week one, Josh Hawley. Wow! 
Oh, really earning that spot. Huh. Yeah. Josh Hawley and Rand Paul were the two dissenters in the David Turk vote. And you would have to, I think, ask each of their offices individually why they opposed. Sure, there are nuances we'll get on that. there. We'll, we'll certainly get on. We will. I mean, we're already in talks with them. This is, it's interesting to see both Hawley and Paul start to make a name for themselves mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, and, normally and it's... trying to stick, stick out. Because really, you'd think, mm-hmm. I mean, prior to this week, probably only wonks like us know, really would know them. Um, yeah. But uh, it's nice that this is, uh, they're putting, sticking their necks out like this. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, I'm, I'm excited because I think David Turk is going to be a great deputy um, mm. energy secretary. And he's exactly what the department needs. A little shot in the arm <laughs> to... Um, a little jolt. A little jolt. A little, yeah, a little jolt of energy to, um, you know, make our systems run cleaner. Yeah. And I mean, he really is. Yeah. He really is the, the wonderkind in that. Um, he has a, an, a, a commitment to carbon capture utilization mm. and sequestration technology, as well as understanding wow. un, understanding the need to construct CO two pipelines that that move the captured carbon. Yep. So that's exciting. Yep. Yeah. And you know he's had his eye mm. on this one for a while, but I think it's it's well earned despite his youth. Mm-hmm. He's one of these guys who didn't pay to be deputy energy secretary. Mm-hmm. He's really worked his way up. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Um, and that's and so deserves. True. And also, I'm actually just looking at it here. The energy secretary, um, Jennifer Granholm, former uh, was she the former governor of Michigan? Yeah, sure. In any case, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I, I think. Well, I think that's actually right. Don't just yeah. She, they no, use I a bet lot she is. I bet she is. Michigan. Yeah, they do use a lot of energy in Michigan. In any case, she only got confirmed sixty four thirty five. So wow. I think that this is going to lend a lot of bipartisan gravitas mm-hmm. to her energy. Department. Yeah. In fact, she well, might even have to that's be turning a bipartisan. to... Well, yeah, that's actually the most bipartisan vote possible. That's a really Again, nice I... vote that's not that a... she got. Well, and in terms of... We, guys... we talked about the winner of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could talk about, at the same time, the loser of the week. But, ding, ding, ding. Great week for America. Yep, Johannes already knows it. There were no losers this week. So, good job. <laughs> there is yeah. What? The only loser this week. who stands to be one is me for losing out on this two month free <laughs> deal at the museum. <laughs> but we'll have to we'll have to address that one next week because for this week, no losers. Not with the cherry blossoms of yeah. Blumen. Not with um, her one about to pass. Or yeah, no, not yeah. with David Turk soaring into power. No losers. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you. Can you point out a loser this week, John? Because we th- we tried to think of one and came up blank. So and don't say you. Don't say oh the loser is me. Woe is me. I'm John. Don't say that. I wasn't gonna say that. Uh potentially the filibuster. Oh, we did. He or oh yeah, he's he's this got is another parliamentarian office. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Right, Mr. yeah, he's actually not not a Bill Buster is in hot water again. But turns but out he has his supporters. Has his supporters. Yes, he does. And this is why the Senate is so complicated because it's so bipartisan about who and who doesn't like the racist guy, Bill Buster. Wow, and Johannes, you. Well, so what exactly did he do? 
he made um he made a lot of obstacles mm. for mm. civil rights. Mm. So the filibuster is a procedure. <laughs> you said yeah, it. You I, you said know it. What? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> if you want to go yeah. there, John, we can. He I don't is, know if I'd go that far, a, but... He's a, a medical procedure that involves a hand in the bum, if you know what I mean. This, is, wow, this guy wow. is a real piece of work. Again, I'm not saying any of this. <laughs> Yeah, so he's not a person. Obviously, he is uh, the, yeah, the filibuster is uh, more like procedure a of, of dirt. the Senate. Uh, it's been there for a while, but senators are talking about overturning it this week because um, it takes sixty votes to bring closure to any issue. If they want to, then uh, have a final vote to pass it, and uh, Republicans aren't acceding to anything, so uh, Democrats don't really see the point of keeping it around, especially when they want to move on. Big bills like H.R. Uh, 1, which is uh, mm. maybe going to uh, protect voting rights for people in red states. It's a, yeah, it's a procedural thing. It's, it's a step that you have to go through to make a bill become a law. And they're thinking about just scratching that step. Yeah. Well. Mm. Mm. Feels like a classic Democratic snatch and grab. Yeah. Yeah, I think the main thing that I wanted to stress, though, is that it's definitely not a purse. I get, but you're saying it is a loser? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Week? No, it, yep. Yeah, no, I think objects mm. can be losers. Wow. You know what? I'm gonna, I'll okay. give this one to you. Because, I mean, I think it's obvious mm-hmm. um, there was something I was missing about that. You know, I, I don't know everything. And it's important that we acknowledge that. Um, and this was, there was some nuance to this situation that John did, John did fill me in on, which is very nice. So in, in recognizance of that fact, I will agree. We can, we can have um, it hurt. It be the. Uh, him, him, him. him. Okay. Right. Him. Um, and it seems like we're also all in agreement. Our big winner of the week, David Turk. David Turk. Good job. Ooh. Lovely. Wonderful. Round of, another round may of the, applause, I think. May the two meet in the cafeteria and share a lunch. Mm, yum. A cafeteria that's quickly filling up with lovely sandwiches. But. This week's special, the David Turkey. Whoa, well, we all know he's whoa, not a senator, so. But that's that's very good. Yeah. He's got that well, rye. You should hold. You should, yeah. You should keep those holders, yeah. Johannes. <laughs> in case he ever gets elected. It's. His sandwich has lemon on it for the zing. Wow, that's amazing. For like, um, well, that's a great top of the show, Johannes. You were uh, kind of overflowing about this this segment you prepared for us. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, like almost. I, I consider <laughs> taking him to the hospital like without rolling. Um, more like Erupting. vibrating very fast and just. I kept erupting. Um, I didn't like. I didn't like that word. You should not. Let's not describe our co-hosts as overflowing. Well, he was very. All I'll say is this segment he's excited about. So, Johannes, you have some. I've always been a glass half full kind of guy, and now the glass is oh, almost over full. Oh God! What's the and... segment? <laughs> <laughs> this segment is called. Um, Guess the year of birth and the senator. So I prepared a list oh my of, God. of uh, 10 senators 
and 10 birth years. <laughs> so are uh, you guys ready? I will read them out and you'll have to pair them. We're matching them? This sounds okay. like riveting mm-hmm. listening. The first one is 1947. <laughs> the second one That's a baby is... boomer. Okay, here we go. I'll, I'll give you the full date. Okay. January oh, 23rd, great. 1947. Uh, January 28th, 1947. <laughs> March 12th, 1947. Oh my God. August 24th, 1947. And uh, John, you'll really enjoy this one. It's 11 3, 1947, November 3rd. Then we uh, hop up to July 11th, 1946. The, uh, <laughs> Skip a few and head over to May twentieth, nineteen fifty one. Then we we hit up January seventh, nineteen sixty three. We go back to July, July twelfth, nineteen seventy six, and uh, February sixteenth, nineteen eighty seven. Wow! Um, and here are your senators. We've got Rand Paul. We've got Tom Carper. We've got Maisie Hirono. Oh. We have Joe Manchin. We have Mitt Romney. We have Gene Shaheen. We've got Ed Markey. Mike Crapo. And uh, Kirsten Cinema. And did I say John Hoffman? You did Hoffa? not say John, John Hoffman also, and I was about to ask. <laughs> That's the last one. Can you repeat okay. the senators one more time? Brand Paul. I wrote him down. You can check the doc. Oh, oh, perfect. Well, yeah. you're, you're, I knew this is, um, wow. I do like that you put Gene Shaheen, G E N E. Yep. Well, that's what Johanna said. <laughs> he's a, well, she's, she's a, she mm, a woman. And she's born. Okay, well, let's start with. The okay, Johannes, I think. Is, did you plan? Or did you just pick random dates? Yes, okay. this is an evenly distributed choice across all years of birth, a fully representative <laughs> full senate. This is each one is proportional to how many senators. Yeah, the distribution half of, of these senators, days. Half of our senators were born in 1947 or earlier. <laughs> yeah. oh, <God>. Okay, <laughs> well, no, Ossoff. Um, so Ossoff is 1987. We're yeah. just going to lock that. He in. said that you would like November 3rd, John. So I'm pretty sure that's Ms. Hirono. That's got to be Senator Hirono, who's making a strong push to be our senator. <laughs> we'll see if we get it right. She yeah. might come through this game, which would be a big plus for her. Um, that would be great. In the consideration. Um, I'm going to go ahead and assume that 1976 is cinema. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. So I'll move her up there. Um, and now we get into the difficult part. 63. So who's the youngest? Okay. Who's Rand Paul? Of the remaining, I think it's got to be Rand Paul or Tom. Car- I have no sense of how old Tom. Car- I have is. even less of a sense of how old he is. So, uh, but I think Tom Carper is younger than the rest. But I do think, it, considering the we've already got our eighties and our seventies senator out, sixties senator of the remaining, I think it's probably Rand. Yeah. Paul. I think Rand Paul's probably about 60. That yeah. means you want okay. to do Tom Carper that for means... 51? 
I, I think we should put Tom Tom Carper for fifty one. Okay, and now we get into the meat of the game. Now we get it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So just to recap for our listeners, we have nineteen forty seven, nineteen forty seven, nineteen forty seven, nineteen forty seven, and nineteen forty six. And the senators we have are Joe Manchin, Mitt Romney, Gene Shaheen, Ed Markey, and Mike Crapo. Um, before we start. Is it cheating to ask Johannes if we've got the five yes, we've for sure. gone through locked in? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's cheating. Okay. Um, but the answer uh, would also be no. We're fucking up Tom Carper. We're either fucking up Tom Carper or Maisie Hirano is Johannes misled. I don't think Hirano. we can choose anything different though. <laughs> but oh, okay, Ed Markey. He, I think, didn't he just win a primary last year in August? Was that in August? He did. So this August twenty yeah. fourth date is looking pretty, pretty for Ed Markey. Uh, that's that's horrible logic. And also, I, I I would guess that Ed Markey or Mitt Romney are the oldest of these this group. I mean, perhaps perhaps try using their signs. So oh, their, their uh, we, astrology. Johannes, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking strangle you. Okay, well, we all know July 11th is cancer. July 11th, that's a cancer. I'm okay, cancer. so who most resembles Who's John's like temperament? Me? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be Ed Markey. Yeah, I, I, I would buy that. So we've got two compelling arguments for Ed Markey. Um, One is, I think, I do think Ed Markey is probably the oldest. Oh, one. I guess. I meant the... Compelling the the primary, but yeah. Oh, you meant the compelling argument is that his primary was in August, and therefore he should be August twenty fourth, nineteen forty seven. But I disagree. I think that they celebrated his birthday during the campaign, which suggests it was the July birthday. I wouldn't know about that, but you know what? He, he does. You two. You I follow a lot. I follow a lot of those spunky marquees. <laughs> Marky team. Okay, we'll lock it in there. Ed Markey, which means we luckily now only have 1947 left. Okay. We've got four 1947s and four. Okay, so it's January 23rd and 28th. That's really close. So who are the two closest senators relationship-wise, maybe politically? Um, Well, Mitt Romney is senator mm. from Utah. Mike Crapo is senator from uh, Idaho, I, oh, Wyoming. Yeah, yep. Which one? Probably I don't actually know. Wyoming. Mike Crapo is from Idaho. Oh, okay. Idaho. Yeah, don't I do not so look up anymore. Be, so they gotta be I won't look up anymore, sorry. They gotta be close together. I, I think we pair up where's where's Ms. Shaheen from? Miss Shaheen is from New Hampshire. Hmm. I know some people who work for Michigan. Wow. Senator Shaheen. Um, in any case, I, I would put Romney and Crapo together on January 23rd and 28th. Romney, I consider something of the dean of the Senate. Um, so I would put him as the older one. I'm definitely good with that. And then... Um... Okay, just these last two. So I so Romney was January twenty third, nineteen forty seven. Mike Crapo, January. And we are left with March twelfth and August twenty fourth for Joe Manchin. For Gene Gene. Well, 
No, never mind. I was thinking. Well, I always say I always say that New Hampshire is a is a fall state. I'm good with that. I was going to say the the leaves, the book October Sky is set in West Virginia, but we don't have an October uh, so, birthday on here. And honestly, that would have been great for New Hampshire too, because the leaves are really in peak in October, but we don't have an October. Birthday. I guess that's. Can we motion to change one of actually? Yeah, Johannes. Or both of them. Mm. Can we actually? Because I think we have mm. strong, uh, compelling arguments for Mansion and Shaheen to both be. October yeah, can we change birthday. these? Can we change them? I'll. I'm going to take this into consideration. Um, I'll right. have to email the senators and let them know. So. You got to give me a call. Couple. Why don't you just call them? I don't want to call them this. List That's fair. In the That's fair. Afternoon. How, I mean, you're, you're friends with them. Do you They're call your friends at 5 p.m.? Yes. Yeah, John, what, since when do you do that? Here, let's let Johannes give them, a, shoot them an email right quick. And, um. Okay, Johannes, will you shoot them an email? Either way, let's say they. Okay. Okay, I'm doing you. it right now. Let's say they do get changed. Which one do we want to give the 12th and which one the 24th? Who's older? Uh, I think the woman should. I think the. I think it's rude to ask a woman her birthday. Wow. That's true. So we I have to pick Mansion that. and then use process of elimination. Right. Mm-hmm. I think. I think it's also rude to assume that the woman is the junior in any situation. Hmm. I like that. Mm. Mm. So that would put Shaheen for October 12th and Mansion for October I agree. 24th. And also, New Hampshire was, I, I think, the 12th state. So. That's, we're going to fact check that. Okay, so we're putting Shaheen for oh, October was, 12th? Yeah. yeah, yeah, October 12th and Mansion, okay. and Mansion October, for 24th. October 24th. Okay, Johannes, have they responded yet? Um, well, they're typing, but it's going to take a really long time. They take a really long time to type. So, okay. Can, can, yeah, we can lock it in and hopefully they'll have responded by the time. Okay. A recap for our listeners. We have put Ed Markey on July 11th, 1946, Mitt Romney, January 23rd, 1947, Mike Crapo, January 28th, 1947, Gene Shaheen, October 12th, 1947, Joe Manchin, October 24th, 1947, Maisie Hirano, our fan favorite, November 3rd, 1947, Tom Carper, May 20th, 1941, Rand Paul, January 7th, 1963, Kirsten Cinema. July 12th, 1976, and of course, John Ossoff, February 16th, 1987. Okay, Johannes, hit us with them answers. All right, you guys weren't mm. totally off. Um, Ed Markey. Wow, good job, John. Tom Carper, January 23rd, 1947. Bullshit. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Tom Carper was the second oldest in that group? I'd never heard yes. of him until today. Oh, but... Gene Shaheen. Well, what's fucked? Gene Shaheen is January 28th. Oh, what? Okay, I could see that. Mitt Romney is March 12th. It would be rude to yeah. so how would we know? That is true. So Mitt March Romney is October 12th? Uh, <laughs> October oct- October twelfth. October twelfth is. I guess we need to email him now. Too. now. Yeah, uh, I actually, that? I'm gonna email Mitt Romney <laughs> let him know that 
Will you also sort of the mess that I've gotten myself into? Right. Then... Will you also email Shaheen's office and just say, "Hi, I'm sorry for the last email. We actually don't <laughs> need you to change the date." And more importantly, it was weird to even ask. Happy birthday! I think in, uh, nine months. I will. I think I will do that um, on April first. So in a week, yeah. Um, next one is Joe Mansion, October twenty fourth, August twenty fourth, October twenty fourth, October twenty fourth. Oh, killed it. Then um, we have Maisie oh, Hirono. Thanks yeah. for the clue. Right? Context clues, well. Yes, I, yeah, would, I, I gotta would give have you one. Over that. I completely missed that. So good Thank job, you. Will. Then uh, Mike Crapo is nineteen fifty one. And Mike Crapo. Rand Paul is nineteen fifty-three. And you got cinema in seventy-six and Asaf in eighty seven. What a lovely wait, so how many did we get? We got six of ten. Yeah. So we kind of lost ourselves. We lost ourselves in the Mm -hmm. nineteen forty seven morass. We predicted um, that that this would be the one that would trip us up. I honestly, I thought it was going to be the yeah. other ones that got you guys. So, I'm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm what I think I took away from this is that Senator Tom Carpo was born in 1947 and not 1951, which, if you think about it, that's my big takeaway, especially mm-hmm. with that name, doesn't he seem like a doesn't he seem like a 51 baby? My my big takeaway is that our senators are. <laughs> I'm just going to say ripened to a ripe old perfect age there you don't yeah, want uh, mm, like that's pears. so true senators are like pears you don't want a hard cold young pear you want a soft mushy old mm-hmm. sweet pear that's yeah juicy you want to s- did you there's another what prayer did you say no i agree oh he <laughs> just did another <laughs> yeah prayer. under his breath <laughs> Wow, what a game. Thank All you, right. Johannes. Uh, with, with, of course, my pleasure. I, I hope our listeners were able to play along from home. We um, said the dates enough, hopefully, mm. that you, you were writing on your own, on your own yeah. whiteboards. All, all I mean, look, all people listeners listen with, listen with some people pen, like the, the game and process of elimination of March Madness, but really, I think, I think we just tapped into the best game in March. What well, something yeah. I'm working on is a hundred tile bingo game with a, a birthday on each <laughs> one, and each day you can check, and whoever gets bingo first oh wins. <laughs> but it's, it's by year. Hundred tiles. So there's there's yeah. thirty nineteen forty seven tiles, <laughs> and when that gets called out, you put them all in. Yeah. There's fifty forty two nineteen fifty <laughs> tiles. Amazing. No, that's so great. And I think, oh, wow. All this talk of senators has got me in the mood for our premier segment, Senator of the Week. You guys excited? Oh, yay. Yes. Now, John, and boy, John I'm just going to let you, you this week. you got 20 seconds, and then we're going to say no. Go. <laughs> I think today's Senator of the Week uh, was born in a, a vintage that was great <laughs> for senators, as we have just learned. Um, on November 3rd, 1947, which is similar to, um, actually, the election date this year was November 3rd, 2020. Um, so that's a little cosmic balance for Senator Maisie Hirano, who I think did a great job this week um, 
uh, advocating for the American people up on Capitol Wow, Hill. no. So, yeah, the Senator of the Week, we were thinking about bad. it hard, and I know that it would be easy to pick one who's the youngest or the oldest, um, but mm-hmm. we hmm. agreed that compromise is the spirit of this show. Um, bipartisan, 98, 98 to mm-hmm. two bipartisanship. Walking down the aisle with your partner exactly. on the other side. So the senator we yeah. should honor this week is the one who has the middlemost age. Falls smack dab yes. in the middle of all the senators. The age. median age. Yep. yep. So this senator, not too the old, of the week is the not too young. Senator. Not, not too young, for young. sure. Um, okay. Johannes, was, I believe you have this data in front that. of you. I'm crunching the numbers right now, and according to my calculation, it is Chuck Schumer. Wow. And uh, he born November 23rd, 1950. Wow. Oh, so my. our night, wow. <laughs> 70, 70 years old. Yeah, how old is that? Um, he's 70 yeah. years old. Smackdown this year is the median. <laughs> Twenty-something senators younger. In fact, but also twenty-something senators older. The truly median senator is actually a hideous amalgamation (laughs) of uh, Chuck Schumer and John Boozman squished together. They were born seventeen days apart, so technically, it is a half and half type situation, um, somewhere between. November 23rd and wow. December 10th. But I mean I think for our purposes we can just go with oh, go with Chuck Schumer. Um I can't really think of any. He's he's the middle age. I think that's probably about it. Did he yeah. do anything all, um that's need to be said that's about all him, that's probably worth about him. Well, apart from the sandwich, Yeah, exactly. But, um uh, other than that, yeah, that's probably the most notable thing. I feel like he probably does something every week. Um, grows older I mean, and we wiser. all do. <laughs> we all do. That's true. And we're not the senators of the week, so yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's, much happens. It's either this him week. or Bill Buster. Okay. I'm trying to think of a sandwich, and I I'm, I'm I mean, so the, well, John, something. actually, you well, you're never as involved. Yeah. Do you want to take point on this one? Obviously, yeah, you've got ground shot for sure. So that's where you start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's ground too shot. easy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so we've got Chuck roast and then shoe shoe leather shoe. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was thinking shoe leather too. Um, Mers. Um, marmalade. Marmalade. Shoe marmalade. Chuck. Chuck shoe chuck marmalade. Johannes, uh, what do you got? We just need a shoe something. Oh well, my sandwich oh, is God. actually a little different. It's um, uh, it's one for those health freaks out there. It's a uh, it's a chestnut based uh-huh. sandwich, and it is uh, what is a it's chestnut. <laughs> okay, keep going. <laughs> also stuck on the second piece. <laughs> the thing we asked you for help. With, oh my god! Was chuck? <laughs> you chose chestnut. Oh my god! Um, 
And then uh, I think I think the latter half is sort of like a, he's sort of a political grandstander. You know, he might every once in a while he might see a man and say, "If we don't pass this bill, I'm going to eat my shoe." And so it'll it'll be shoe in quotes. Um, so not, it'll be a I'm chestnut it, shoe, it. and it'll uh, be served on a loaf. I... Shoe loaf, chestnut shoe loaf. Yeah, I'm gonna keep working on Chuck Rose. We could, we sh- Sister Marley. Schubert, maybe. Mm. Mm. It's a they make rolls. Oh, is, that, is that like a type of ice cream? Oh, right. um, uh, Schubert. Schubert. Oh, Schumerick. 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 Chuck okay. Schumerick roast. Why, yeah. Peter? Chuck Schumerick roast with, with marmalade. Chuck Schumerick wow. roast with marmalade. What a sandwich. Painless. That easy. sounds wonderful. That'll get that's going in the Senate cafeteria. Chuck Schumerick. And you know what that's gonna you know what that's gonna be marmalade. served on? A, a, a slice of New York's finest yeah, pizza pie. Yeah, pizza pie. Big slice. Mm-hmm. Chuck Schumerick roast with marm. Oh, Chuck Sabaro. Chuck Sabaro. Hmm. Rick. Chuck Sabaro's with marmalade. Perfect. No, I like Chuck Schumerick roast. Okay. Awful. Can't help but notice we had the I hardest time that. coming up with I... the sandwich the one time John participated. But yeah, you, uh, you... you started off. On yeah, the I thought it would go better. I was wrong. Oh, okay. this is this is nowhere well, close I, this... to the levels of uh, Kirshen cinema. <laughs> With... Oh yeah! <laughs> Imagine your surprise when you learn that. No, I'm saying it right. Bend over, honest patron. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. Uh, that's all that's okay. uh, fit to okay. print about Chuck Schumer. Yeah, so I um, had a segment that I wanted to propose. Actually, this isn't even a segment. This is just a one-time news story. But um, we didn't mention it on the top of the show, so I wanted to kind of get into it now. I don't know if you guys saw, but um, there were a bunch of headlines this week about statehood for the District of Columbia. Exactly. You guys familiar with the Uh, District of Columbia? Yes. Wow. I guess you could say maybe take a look at the name of the podcast, but uh, the letterhead. But does a baby know its way around the playground? It wow, every day? that's true. It's like, <laughs> are you gonna ask um, Pele? Uh, do you know your way around this this foot a football? This European this this uh, bloody football pitch? You wouldn't you wouldn't ask him that because he does. Nope. Well, say that again. Okay. Um, in any case, no, there were some hearings on DC this week, and I figured who better to talk to about some of the objections that different um, uh, mm. witnesses had to the making of DC as a state mm. than our very own well, Beltway Boys. I got to agree with you on this one. So, exactly. So I've got a that few. That was a good idea. I've got a few objections here, and I just wanted to hear your takes on Please them. hit us with them. So the first. Perfect. So the first um, 
I guess this was not a witness. This was someone in the hearing, Representative Jody Heiss, a Republican from Georgia. He said that he was not sold on D.C. statehood because D.C. wants the benefits of a state without actually having to operate one. D.C. would be the only state without an airport, without a car dealership, without a capital city, and without a land. Well, thoughts? Well, hmm. the first thing that come, that I think of when hearing that is, of course, um, um, it's certainly a city. Yeah. It certainly is a city. And I there's no there's no doubting that. It's also erasure of the proud men and women that serve in our armed forces um and uh operate the uh joint Anacostia Balling Air Force Base where uh there is a fully mm. functioning airport. Also I believe there's a helipad on is the roof of the White House. There is. That, that, it's that directly on the roof. That's where the president lands. He puts on his propeller hat. Will, and, you've and... seen photos of them taking off yeah. from the White House. Oh, this. Well, you can also lawn. take off from the lawn, but it's not like a dedicated... No. It'll muss up the grass. It is. This is also because some presidents are less physically mm-hmm. fit than others. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you, those stairs on the way up to the roof... Um, there's the White House is eight or ten <laughs> floors high. It's so many stairs, it's really mm-hmm. hard to climb up. So I will point out that somebody responded to this um, objection by pointing out that DC has a test. Well, there you go. And this is true. I've and actually spent a couple need, hours really? there. The <laughs> democracy. <laughs> <laughs> enjoying a latte and uh, talking about cars and how they're oh, a metaphor. What are they a metaphor for? Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious too. Mm-hmm. Cars? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, I thought you were asking about something else. <laughs> what does one learn in a Tesla dealership about democracy, the- Johannes? The four wheels of the car are the four pillars of the American nuclear family. The mom, the dad, the grandparents slash church, and the kids. Submarines. The engine. No, no. None of those are the part of the wheels. And then number... The the engine is really fast. Mm -hmm. Like the American spirit of ingenuity. And the exhaust is the mistakes we make along the way, which is what you get when you drive. But here's the thing. Tesla's no exhaust. So isn't that a nice idea? Yeah, I can't argue any of this. Not making any mistakes. That's great. Maybe Tesla should hire you. So it sounds like that objection has been dealt with through and through. But with uh, thanks to Johannes's. Well, okay. let me hit you with another. We saw somebody um, from Wisconsin, Representative Glenn Grotham, who said that economic wealth comes from manufacturing, agriculture, True. or natural minerals. 
He says that these are things yes. that he thinks every state has to some degree. He then asked the witnesses whether there were any manufacturing, agricultural, or mining jobs in D.C. Uh, and he pointed out that all three of which, even if they existed, would have to be very tiny compared to what we got. Well, in sure. Do you, do you um, look at the newest iPhone and say, wow, I'm so pissed that this is so tiny compared to yeah, it's so I'm miniaturized and, and convenient. Compared yeah, to exactly. Of course you don't. That's a sign of progress, I would say. Um, what, phones I wish... you, what phones do you think people have in normal states? Uh, they might be bigger. Yeah, old iPhone? <laughs> Giant phone. <clears throat> oh, one, also, of those, yeah, one exactly. of those toaster cell phones? This is... I mean, also, I think he's well, downplaying just... something important, uh, which is, in terms of natural minerals, we have the the most natural mineral of all, brain power. The American say, Museum of Natural History, the Hope in, Diamond, including the the Hope Diamond, the most expensive, heaviest diamond in the world. Um, but that's not like no, because we already mined it. Lots of anthracite. Like, yeah, we got it already. This is well, all the other he, states I, are I spending think, time trying to find theirs, mm-hmm. and not to stand up for Representative Grotham here because that's like a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a rough name. Name. Um But I think he would say that having a diamond in a museum is not the same thing as a mining job that generates wealth for us. Well, country. again, this representative. Gotham is making me feel like a joker and I w- I'm going to be a Batman and say this is k- Huey and the, yeah uh, I think I'll take over Will, this what one were you gonna um, say? What? Uh, do you yeah. when you um, when they're uh, looking for oil down south um, when they tap mm-hmm. oil do they mm-hmm. when they tap it and the oil comes out of the ground do they say well we're done Good thing this oil is flowing free. Now let's all leave. Now that we've actually brought this thing up to the surface, no, mm. they they keep mm. going and you and stuff. And in this case, and put it sometimes put oil maybe, in but we brought up um, the. How many it's oil like barrels do you think are it's like do you get we did the mining. Yeah. We already we're past this already. Well, okay, our fine. industry. So I think is right, ideas. Right, right. So it goes to the mining, and then and then from the mining, you then pass the natural resource to a manufacturer, or maybe if it's oil, it goes into a tractor for action. You pass. I think it's you pass the resource, industry. and you can agree with this onto someone or something that gets use out of it, right? Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I hate to make I hate to make the argument against him for you because I feel like you guys are doing a poor job. What about human well, capital? I think we covered mm. the, the there is a capital city. Yeah, that uh, we have this is the human capital the of America, the whole capital. Yeah. Is that what you meant? Okay. Well, sure. Okay. So I'm going to give Got you we're two for two, Johannes. Two, yeah, two for two. Two to O. Actually, can I just ask you all, uh, what is the position of this podcast? I would let the states decide. I think that's just the states issue. Um, yeah, me too. I personally believe 
that like statehood is um is yeah uh, but you know i respect the right of the states to decide i is johannes what about is that the same for you in my opinion uh dc has the same right to be a which state is as cuba which is every right <laughs> As soon yes. as, as soon as, yeah, that's a very good point. A very good point that was also brought up this week. Yeah, well, yeah, actually, that is a point that's been brought up this week. Some people have said that you would want, usually states are admitted mm-hmm. so that they offset each other politically. One north, one Cuba, south. Cuba and D.C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One hot, one cold. Which one's the cold one? One yes, one no. What? DC's pretty humid. Maybe outside of the Beltway. It, yeah, it depends on where what, you yeah, are. What time and you what check time you're as well. Right. So, um, uh, <laughs> yeah. third objection, if you, so you want to try. Our third objection is from, right, is from Zach Smith of the Heritage Foundation, who was a witness who was called to oh, speak yes. against DC statehood. He says that the framers of the Constitution wanted to avoid one state having undue influence over national government. D.C. residents already impact the national debate because of how politically Mm. engaged they are, visually Mm. speaking. For the members here today... This is a good point. How many of you saw a D.C. statehood yard sign or bumper sticker or banner on your way to this hearing today? Where else in the nation could such simple actions reach so many members of Congress? Well, I've got a oh, – go ahead. Because I've got, a lot, to, I've got a lot on this. All right. I was going to say it. I Not to toot our own horn, but I do think uh, this guy's got a point here. I mean, mm-hmm. we do – as sort of insiders in the Beltway, we have a lot of influence. And we – and the key is to – use it respectfully which is why we say let the american people decide on a lot of issues um but it is true we have a lot of power here and influence this brings up a corollary question i i I think what do you guys feel like it would be unfair for this podcast um yeah that would so dc i'm kind of on the fence about but this should definitely be too influential if it was a state And honestly, it would just be a matter of the border. Like, so many people would try and come here so quickly. I want to remind you guys, I do want to remind you, if this podcast were a state, you two would love Well, no, I'm not. Look, if you leave it up to me, I choose for it to be a state. As an impartial observer, it could be too powerful. That's very big of you. I'm actually on a couple of senator shortlists, so I'm not. I'm not dying to have our. <laughs> so I'll I'll answer this. But there's a number of things I want to address about who's who's uh, charge was this. This is okay, Jack so Smith of the Heritage first Foundation. Of all, the point about the yard signs and whatnot is certainly well taken. I assume he's he's on the side of statehood, correct? Because he's saying that the signs that are so influential, yes. convinced him. That's how I read that too. Because. <laughs> Well, he's he's saying they're they're this influential that they they yeah that we're even having right, this no, debate. No, he was convinced. He was convinced walking into exactly, the committee exactly. to support DC statehood. 
he was he that mm-hmm. hearing because it'd be it'd be kind of insane saying. for you to say they're so influential that they don't need to have a state and then uh, not support the thing that they're trying to influence you to do. No, he did have to walk through a lobby of people supporting DC statehood, and I think he really had mm-hmm. a, a exactly. road to Damascus moment. And so, and then the second, but the second the point is well taken that. That when the framers they call it. laid out the plans for Washington, D.C. in the Constitution, um, yep, mm-hmm. um, they four. probably didn't intend for it to be a state, but they probably also didn't intend um, for there to be a part. Hey, exactly, didn't exactly. Or elephant on the roof of uh, the White House. So... Yeah, that would be insane. And so it still I think that still doesn't exist. Or I think this or an equal amendment. <laughs> because there are twenty eight right yeah. now, right? So the equal amount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even, even number. Um Yep. Do you think yeah. equal and even are synonyms? Yes. Flat, Often. Yes. Okay. I, I consider honestly. Oh, that's I think... that's actually an uncovered, that's an unturned stone, I will say. A little weird that DC would make the fifty-first state. That I do have do a deep need a problem with. I like even numbers. Um, that would be a problem. I I think DC, to quote Thomas Jefferson, is kind mm. of like the fourth estate. In but now For, it's fi- yeah, fifty-one the 50- estate. One yeah, 51st Wait, yeah, John, estate. you were all on about yeah. the estates the other time, and yeah, you loved them. Yeah. Now you now you're skeptical. I would I would say Yeah, the, the, there are five there are five to be six with this podcast. I like where you're going with that, John. I gotta yeah. admit. Yeah, there's the clergy, yeah, clergy, uh gentry, the commoners, the press, yeah. and our podcast. Soon to be. And wow. DC will be the sixth. I think so. This guy, um, this last one made some good points and certainly convinced me. Um, wow. Yeah, I I was on the fence. Yeah, but like but now I, I've been. Yeah. We we are unapologetically pro statehood with a writer attached. Um, mm-hmm. Another state, and I just want to point out, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I just want to point out something here. Um, Johannes, I think, very nobly digressed. Uh, sorry, not digressed. I don't. I don't know. Um, he he said no when I asked him whether he wanted to be a senator from the state of Bellway Boys. So I just want both of you guys to get to just say affirmatively, you support Will and my candidacy. I support that. I Senate. support Will and John's candidacies for Senate. Mm-hmm. Right, because Johannes already he had the opportunity and he said no. Um, as I said, I'm on a couple of short lists. Right, yeah, no, I, I heard you. Yeah, you did say that. You said that. And John, what this will mean is I'm going to be striking out your name from my short list. Um, to be senator. That is your short What? You don't have your own short list. I, I do maintain a short list myself, um, and this will remove you from that, mm-hmm. just just so you know. 
Well, I don't need to be on your short list because I'm going to be a senator through the Bellboy Boys. Johannes sounds like he's made up his mind. I think we should. You great, Johannes gracefully. Indeed. Johannes gracefully declined, so I am going to accept the second wow. senatorship from the Bellway Boys. I, I think this is, and we'll <sighs> agree. So we're all we're all squared here. Moving on to the next topic. I'm actually going to do something crazy right now. I'm going to congratulate you. (laughs) 